And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Todd Nettleton, and he is with The Voice of the Martyrs USA and host of The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Todd, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Well, thank you, Dan. It's good to be with you. We carry your program here at Redeemer on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Time, and it's a very helpful program. At a high level, can you describe what the mission is that you guys are working at there at The Voice of the Martyrs? The Voice of the Martyrs really exists to serve persecuted Christians around the world, and so uh, our ministry in more than 70 nations around the world consists of uh, from a very high level, what we call persecution response, basically someone has been persecuted, they need help. Voice of the Martyrs delivers that help. Maybe that is medical care, maybe that is housing if their house has been destroyed, maybe that's helping to pay school fees for the children of an imprisoned pastor. Uh, So persecution response, the second major area is Bibles. Uh, We believe every believer in Christ deserves to have their own copy of God's Word. And we want to make that a reality in hostile and restricted nations. And so uh, this year we've delivered more Bibles than ever before into those hostile and restricted nations. Uh, and then the third area of our international ministry is, is what we call frontline ministry or frontline workers. Uh, honestly, I, I kind of jokingly call them pre-persecuted Christians. Uh, they are gospel workers, pastors, church planters, missionaries, who are working in hostile and restricted nations where they are likely to be persecuted at some point in the future. And so Voice of the Martyrs seeks to encourage them to provide tools and training and encouragement and inspiration to make their work on the ground as effective as possible. So those are the three areas of our international work. And then on the U.S. side, we seek to tell the stories of God's faithfulness in hostile and restricted nations. That's that's my part of the work. That's where Voice of the Martyrs Radio comes in. That's where our free monthly magazine comes in to encourage the faith of American Christians as we see what God is doing around the world and as we see the faithfulness of our persecuted brothers and sisters. Oh, well, that's a wonderful summary. Um, Take the first part that you mentioned, this area of medical and housing, sometimes school fees. That's very practical. And um, do people appreciate the help they get? They are so appreciative. Uh, in fact, I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I got an email this morning. I, I teared up as I read it from the, the daughter of a pastor who's been in prison more than 15 years. Mm. And uh, she is just about to graduate from university. Uh, And in the email she said, without you, VOM, without you coming alongside our family while my dad's been in prison, uh, I don't know what we would have done. I don't know where I would be right now. Uh, And like I say, I I had the privilege of meeting her father before he was arrested, before he went to prison. Uh, And so that's very personal for me. And as I read that email, the (laughs) the tears start streaming Mm. down my face. I just think, what an amazing privilege we have 
to come alongside that family and say, yes, your father is in prison because he loves Jesus, but we're going to make sure that you get enough to eat. We're going to make sure that you don't have to drop out of school. Um, what an amazing privilege that is for us to get to do that, to be a part of that, to be the hands of Jesus Christ delivering that help and delivering that encouragement. And so that's, that's, what it, that's one example of what it means, and that's you know, multiplied across uh, literally tens of thousands of people in more than 70 countries around the world. Yes, amen. Um, people tune in and out on a program like this, so I want to give you an opportunity right now. We certainly will at the end. If someone wants to help and, 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 and help keep you guys going, how would they go about doing that? Persecution.com is the main Voice of the Martyrs website, persecution.com. Right at the top of the page, there's a, a button that says free magazine. Please sign up for the free monthly magazine for the Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, there is also a donate button there. If you want to give online, you can do that. Uh, but it all starts at our website, persecution.com. Okay, persecution.com. Very helpful. Um, it's hard to imagine. Sometimes we get, um, oh, lackadaisical here in the States. It's hard to imagine persecution sometimes, perhaps, for, for some of us. Um, but there's a, there's a terrible spiritual warfare going on that results in people uh, becoming very, very much like their master, Satan, who has a goal of killing, stealing, and destroying. And um, you mentioned the second part, and that happens to be Bibles. So explain to us how important the Word of God is in your ministry. Well, how do you prepare someone to face persecution? How do you prepare them to stand up uh, under that attack, under that burden? And I think the, the first and most important way is uh, you put the Word of God into their heart and mind and soul and spirit, and so they need a copy of God's Word. They need Bibles. And uh, in most of the countries, and in fact, I, I would almost say in all the countries where Voice of the Martyrs is working, there is not a Christian bookstore down at the mall. There, there is not, you know, you don't go buy a Bible. Uh, just, there aren't Bibles available to people. And so for us to come in and deliver Bibles is the only way that God's Word is going to get into the hands of many of the Christians that we serve around the world. And the, the fascinating thing, this is a risky business. Uh, I, I talk, in fact, this, this weekend on our Voice of the Martyrs episode, uh, we have Jonathan Ekman, who is the vice president of our international ministry, and he talked about the fact that uh, in a particular nation where Voice of the Martyrs is delivering Bibles, uh, one of the ways we're doing that is through underground printing presses. Yes. But once you start an underground printing press, within one to three years, you're going to go to jail. Mm. It is just almost a 100% chance you're going to go to jail. Uh, if if you're running one of these presses, if you're printing Bibles, if you're printing Christian materials, and yet we are continually able to get people in that country to volunteer for this work, wow. knowing full well they're going to end up in prison, because that's how important it is to them to have the Word of God and to get it into the hands of their countrymen, to get it into the hands of the people in their house churches. Um, they're willing to give their freedom for that. Uh, and so when you see how they value the Word of God, uh, frankly, it's very humbling. You know, I have, I have multiple translations on my phone in my pocket, uh, and yet 
there are people who have prayed for years that God would allow them in their lifetime to own a copy, one copy of his word. Um, how amazing is it, the, the privilege that we have, the freedom that we have to get God's word, to have access to it, uh, but also what a responsibility we have to help deliver it to those who don't enjoy that same freedom, who don't have that same access. Oh, amen. Today we're talking with Todd Nettleton. He's with The Voice of the Martyrs USA. He's also host of The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. And you can hear his program every Sunday afternoon here on Redeemer Broadcasting at 3 p.m. Eastern. And Todd, the third prong of this serving persecuted Christians around the world has to do with frontline workers. And when I hear what some of these go through, I ask myself, how on earth would someone choose this line of work? It has to be a calling from the Lord. Can you explain more? It, it is, you're exactly right. It has to be a calling from the Lord because they know it's dangerous. They know the likelihood is they will be beaten, they will be attacked, they will be imprisoned, they may even be killed. And yet, they're ready to pick up that mantle. And as you talk about uh, the Voice of the Martyrs work with frontline workers, one of the things that we do in multiple countries is have kind of pastor's retreats. And I, I say retreat, that to us that seems like recreational, but this is more of a, like a training seminar, but, but we're able to pull the pastors into a safe place, put them together, provide spiritual training, but more importantly, provide encouragement and provide them a chance to fellowship with each other. And one of the things that happens out of these pastors' training seminars is the connections between different pastors. And, and we will hear again and again and again, we'll hear a pastor after one of these seminars say, you know, I thought I was the only one who was going through this. I thought I was the only one facing these challenges. And here now I've been this, this week, I've been with 20 other pastors who are facing the same challenges. And, and they will exchange cell phone numbers or, or WhatsApp information, and they will text each other through the months to come, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? And so that becomes a great source of encouragement for them just to know I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one going through this. I'm not the only one facing this challenge. I am one of many who are going through this same thing. And so that's a part of what the Voice Smarters does is simply connecting them with each other. Now, there is also, you know, the training that is provided and, and pastors' libraries and other things to encourage them. And then the other thing that comes out of those seminars is a knowledge, because one of the things that's said is, hey, if something happens to you, brother, we're going to make sure your kids get to school. Yes. We're going to make sure your your family has a roof over their head. Uh, and we have heard again and again from pastors about that. What what a liberating thing that is because they know what I do is dangerous and I've I've counted the cost. I I know about that. But I worry about my family. What what would happen to them if something happened to me? And so to go back into their field of service knowing if something happens to them their family is going to be cared for. There are brothers and sisters who will look out for them. Uh, is a great encouragement to them as well. Mm. Amen. Today we're talking with Todd Nettleton of the Voice of the Martyrs. And you know, one person in the Bible I was thinking of as I was hearing you talk, 
Todd was Stephen, and he's talked about in the book of Acts, and they bring Stephen uh, before the rulers, and um, everybody that sat on the council looked at Stephen and saw his face as the face of an angel. And uh, then he gives a long uh, explanation, a long accounting of God's working up to that point. And finally, the reaction of the enemies of God was to kill Stephen. And and that's a, it's a horrible thing. And yet, as I recall, um, he didn't have hatred in his heart. Um, I'm afraid that I might. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, but Stephen, he... He loved these people, despite the fact that they were lifting up hands against him and would ultimately take his life. So my hat is off, and it's more than that. I am just in awe of these frontline workers, um, knowing full well that that they could be facing something similar uh, as they go and minister to persecuted Christians. And uh, again, I, I'm struck with the fact that this is a very much a, a spiritual warfare, and um, you know, um, when when it comes, you don't really have time to prepare. It means that you've been walking with the Lord day in and day out. Isn't that the case? You know, it is the case. And I want to add one more thing about Stephen because there's a part of that story that every time I read it, I'm just in awe. Stephen says, I, I look up into heaven and I see Jesus standing Amen. at the right hand of the Father, as if Jesus himself was giving Stephen a standing ovation, saying, I see you, I see your sacrifice, <laughs> I see what you're doing, I see that you forgive those who are persecuting you. And I think, you know, what an amazing vote of confidence to, to have Jesus himself give you a standing ovation. And as you say, that, that forgiveness... We just had a couple of weeks ago on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, Anita Smith, whose husband Ronnie was killed in Libya eight years ago. In fact, eight years ago this month. And within days of his murder, she was on national TV in America saying, I forgive the people who killed Ronnie. I love the Libyan people. I love the nation of Libya. And, and all of that is amazing. And we saw that in America. But here's the part of the story I didn't know until we recorded the interview with her. She also did that on Al Jazeera in Arabic to wow. be broadcast all across the Middle East in the Arabic language saying, I forgive the men who killed my husband. I love the Libyan people. I love Libya, even after her husband was killed. That forgiveness, and you mentioned it in Stephen, we see it in Anita Smith, we see it in so many others around the world, is an absolutely mind-blowing testimony to the veracity of the gospel. Mm. Because, humanly speaking, that does not make sense. That there is, there is no way that you love the people who killed your spouse. Mm. That, that just does not even make sense. The only way it makes sense is if Jesus is real. Amen. And if he really has changed your heart, if he really is someone who is able to change hearts and change minds. And so... The people looking on it, and in the Muslim world especially, that is a mind-blowing response because the the Islamic mindset is, hey, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. Yes. <laughs> if you kill one of my children, I'm going to kill two of yours. Yes. 
And so for her to say, no, I'm not going to kill anybody's children. I forgive. I love the Libyan people. I love the nation of Libya. Absolutely a mind-blowing thing in that culture and a complete proof that Jesus is real. And so God uses forgiveness to further advance the gospel and to break the, the barriers, to break into the hearts of people who are opposed to the gospel because it proves that Jesus is real. Oh, amen. On your website, you have uh, some materials, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to read um, three paragraphs from a book that you offer, and when you hear it, you'll know which one it is, and you can tell our listeners how to get this particular book. I'm just going to jump in and read three paragraphs, and it says this, and it pertains to these frontline workers, you know, that, that part of it. Uh, It says, in 1945, on a train between Bucharest and Budapest, Sabina, the only woman on a train full of Russian soldiers, sat in a cargo car among the packages. She braced her legs against food and goods strewn around her. You can't go, Anutsa had begged. The Russian soldiers are hungry for women. You walk through the streets and find girls with their throats sliced, and no one does anything. But Sabina knew that without supplies, the relief workers in Hungary wouldn't be able to feed the starving Jews and Christians of Budapest. The Russians had ransacked the Hungarian city, and Richard couldn't leave Bucharest. No one else would volunteer to make the delivery. So Sabina had to go. Tell our listeners how they can get this book where those words are found. Well, you can find that book. It is called Wormbrand. It is the story of our founders, Richard and Sabina Wormbrand, uh, at persecution.com. There are resources available. That's a great Christmas present for somebody uh, who's on your list that is a reader. Uh, Sabina was one of the more outstanding women of the 20th century when it comes to being a biblical disciple, when it comes to being uh, courageous. Her husband, Richard, was for 14 years. Sabina was in prison for three years, and yet they refused to back away, as you shared in that story. She refused to be afraid. She refused to back away from the ministry, to step down from what God was calling her to do, and they founded the Voice of the Martyrs, a ministry that now, 50 years later, is helping Christians in more than 70 nations. And literally, our ministry stands on the shoulders of Richard and Sabina Wormbrand, and their, their attitude of, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter what it costs us. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Now, your organization, the Voice of the Martyrs, um, is a non-for-profit, and it is interdenominational uh, missions organization serving persecuted Christians around the world. And I'm reading here, it was founded in 1967, and you can hear programs from this ministry here on Redeemer Broadcasting every Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, this is Christmas time. It's easy to become maybe a little bit self-focused and say, I want to enjoy my life, I want to eat nice food, I want presents, and everybody wants that. But what about these Christians that are in other lands where they're really facing persecution? And may I say, even in our own country, we are now finding persecution on the rise 
as paganism takes hold. So uh, it's a it's a good cause, and you know if dear listener, if you would uh, think about these people and how to help them, here's an organization that you can support. So um, Todd Nettleton, share with us again how someone might support the ministry here. Persecution.com is the Voice of the Martyrs website, and again, I would encourage people at the top of the page is a button that says Free Magazine. Part of our ministry is is telling these stories to American Christians, and so click on Free Magazine, sign up, and receive the monthly magazine. There's also a button that says Donate if you would like to give, and, and you can designate your gift for Bibles. You can designate your gift for frontline workers, uh, for persecution response, and all of that gift will go towards of whatever you designate it for. Uh, but all of that, again, our website, persecution.com. Mm, amen. And I'm thinking also, stepping back to the, the second prong that you talked about, and that is Bibles, how that God uses his word. Um, where we read that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that is the primary way today that God speaks to us. And so uh, we had one of our grandchildren here the other day, and I shared with her, how does God speak to us? And she hesitated, and I said, he speaks to us by the Bible. That's how we can hear what he's saying. How do we speak back to God? And she knew the answer to that. Oh, it's through prayer, she says. (laughs) So uh, these Bibles in the hands of people are absolutely necessary. And, and it's also a lesson, I think, um, Todd, to us. Here in America, we have so much. We have multiple Bibles sitting around the house. And yet, how often it is in my own life where it's sitting there and I'm not inclined to read it. It's sinful. I, I You know, it, we, we must develop a hunger for the Word of God. And um, any words of wisdom for Christians that maybe um, maybe they haven't been reading the Word lately, and that sort of thing. Uh, Todd? You know, it is one of the things that has impacted me personally. After uh, all these years of meeting persecuted Christians, of hearing their stories, is that that desire to read God's Word and to really make it a priority in my own life to read. Uh, I try to, my wife and I try to read through the Bible every year. In fact, most mornings at breakfast, uh, we are, we have our Bible, we're listening to an audio Bible this year. And, and so I would encourage you, make God's Word a part of your life every day. And one of the other things, and you mentioned the, the challenges that we're facing in our own culture as followers of Christ, how do we prepare for that? Well, we better have God's Word hidden in our hearts. We better be studying it and knowing what it says, because it says a lot about persecution. It says a lot about challenges. Um, so I just encourage people, and I know our brothers and sisters who have, have worked hard for a Bible, maybe some are in prison right now for printing Bibles, for distributing Bibles, they also would join me and say, hey, make this a priority. Mm. Make God's Word a regular part of your life. You know, one of the portions that many Christians are familiar with, but maybe haven't really memorized well, is uh, Psalm 23. It's a wonderful psalm that you can recite, dear listener, 
as you go into an operation or a test that you're afraid of. Maybe you have to have an MRI and go into that tunnel and it drives you nuts. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And it goes on and it ends up saying, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I hear I'm thinking of that story about Stephen in the book of Acts. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And if I commit that in my heart to memory, uh, when the distractions come and I'm under intense stress and maybe being persecuted myself, this verse and others like it will come to mind. So may the Lord help us all to to eat the, the very words of Christ and, and uh, develop a, a deeper love for him. Uh, Todd Nettleton is our guest. And Todd, I'll give you the last word in the minute remaining. You know, I, th- I think the last word is just pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters. Uh, this Christmas season, Christmas is a time when they can be targeted. If you want to make a statement against the church, what better time to attack than on one of the holiest days of yes. the Christian year? Uh, and so pray for protection over Christians who are celebrating Christmas, and make the decision. Make the decision to enter into what Paul called the Fellowship of Christ's Sufferings. Uh, learn their stories, learn their faces, learn their names, and join in prayer for them. Join hands with the body of Christ in hostile and restricted nations, and a Voice of the Martyrs has some great tools to help you do that. Amen. Our guest today has been Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. His website is persecution.com, and visit that. Perhaps get that book that we told you about. And Todd, thank you very much for joining us, and may the Lord bless you and your work and all the people associated with the Voice of the Martyrs. Well, thank you so much, and thank you also for airing our program each weekend. We, we so appreciate your partnership. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.